0: Hello. Hello. You have found us again on boomerangs. This is Ruth. This is Mike. Today, we are going to talk about the week that was Mm -hmm. Trumpland. And I have seen a movie called the 40 year old version spelled V E R S I O N that I want to talk about. And we'll probably just go from there. Okay. This week, it wasn't quite the shit show that it was last week.
1: No, I was disappointed that Trump seems to be recovering so well.
0: I was hoping he'd do at least two weeks on a ventilator.
1: Something like that.
0: Just to experience what other people have gone through.
1: There's something cute on Twitter, someone wrote. In order that he received the full COVID experience, we should make sure that he loses his job and gets kicked out of his house.
0: Indeed, and loses all of his money. What money? Oh, that's true. He doesn't have any money. He owes money. He owes big time money.
1: $480 million.
0: How do you feel about Nancy Pelosi going through this exercise of the 25th Amendment? I'm not sure why she did it. Well,
1: I kind of like it. said it wasn't about him. I mean, I don't know much about it. I haven't watched the story very closely, but I like that she's bringing attention to the fact that he's mentally unbalanced. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. The last week or two, it's been much worse. It's almost like she might be onto something that maybe the medication he's on has affected him. Who yeah. knows?
0: He's gotten scary crazy. I didn't think he could become scarier or crazier.
1: It really triggers me because it's not so much his craziness triggers me. It's the attempt by the whole country, all of us, myself included, to try to carry on as though, oh, we'll get through this. Okay. Nobody's screaming. Nobody's yeah. going, wait, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. This isn't right. This well, is This
0: Rachel Maddow's screaming.
1: Is she? I don't see. I don't watch MSNBC anymore. Enough. Why not? Oh, because my LG TV doesn't bring in NBC streams the way my old Roku used to. It's a technical
0: issue. She and Joy Reid were both Mm -hmm. really calling it out this week. I felt reassured because for me, it's worse not to have someone really being a Cassandra Mm -hmm. when I'm feeling like the sky is
1: falling. So
0: it's reassuring to me.
1: Yeah, it would be good to hear someone tell the truth, even if, if it was a sad truth. I read an article or two today or saw a headline, I should say, because I don't read. I only look at headlines. <laughs> I saw a headline, but I'm honest about it. God damn it. I, I saw a headline today on Political Wire that Republicans are really starting to jump ship and starting to distance themselves because they recognize that the ship is going down big time.
0: Who in particular did it say?
1: Uh, the headline didn't include <laughs> the names. I would have had to click and open the article to know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I imagine that some of the people who are running for Senate would start distancing themselves
1: to probably, try to get away from
0: that. But, probably. you know, they can't. The stank is on them.
1: Definitely, definitely. They've been tainted already. I'm so invested, and I shouldn't be because I don't want to set myself up for a fall, but I'm so invested in Susan Collins being kicked out. I just have to oh. see it happen.
0: Oh, I think she's a goner. Oh, I hope so. She's got a really strong competitor, and that woman yeah. is bringing in a lot of money as a head in the polls.
1: I've given her 10 bucks a month since April. So if that doesn't put her over the finish line, I don't know what will.
0: (laughs) I'm sure it's exactly that $10 that
1: has (laughs) in her campaign. I don't think it's going to happen. On 538, they say that Graham is is favored but I still hope something happens with that. Jamie Harrison
0: Harrison is a really appealing candidate.
1: I was impressed. I went and watched a rerun of the debate that he did with Graham and he was excellent. I'd seen him do a couple of talking head interviews on TV and from those, I couldn't get a sense that he was all that dynamic. Like he really was bringing the goods, you know? Right. He didn't seem substantial enough but in the debate, he proved me wrong. He was really very good. I
0: the debate. I've heard him speak and I was impressed Mm. with him. I don't know that I was impressed with his personality or his charisma so much but his simple knowledge of the facts yes and what graham has not done for right. the state is really it's so
1: obviously wrong he's kind of a ninja he does not get into insulting graham he doesn't yeah. go there. He won't. And if people ask him questions to lead him in that direction, he'll, he'll just stop them and say, yeah, no, "I don't do it. that. I'm here to talk about what I want to do. I'm not here to tear anyone else down." And he's great at it.
0: That's really appealing. It's an yeah. appealing quality. Shall we talk about the vice presidential debates for a moment?
1: That was interesting. Yeah.
0: I was triggered by oh. Pence. I don't and blame that, you. Oh, that condescending attitude, especially when he said, "Please don't play politics with Americans' oh. lives." Oh, I. Well, just just wanted to ram my fist through the television oh
1: what bothered me the most was his going over time on every single answer every and single. totally ignoring susan page i posted on facebook after that debate or during i said as one who has benefited from white male privilege i just want to say i'm sorry
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you that makes it all better
1: i wanted to make my amends on behalf of my fellow white males oh my god i don't know was- oh. i i
0: I can't imagine you doing that. No, I wouldn't do
1: that. I wouldn't do that. But I I just mean, I have benefited from the system because of the way the system's set up. And so to the degree that there's been inequity, I'm sorry. I guess what I'm trying to say is he made me ashamed to be both white and or male. He was just
0: awful. Well, it's good for you to admit that. I'm impressed. It It was was so sexist.
1: It was so condescending. Oh.
0: so condescending. Oh, my God.
1: And I'm white ask- and I'm from the Midwest and the rules don't apply to me. The so you don't, don't tell you don't That's tell right. me, Missy, when my time is up. That's I right. Until I'm done talking.
0: And oh. God bless Kamala for mm-hmm. saying I'm speaking. speaking. I'm speaking.
1: Yeah. I watched the clip of what Saturday Night Live did for their cold open last night. Oh, no, I
0: haven't seen it. Oh,
1: they did that debate. And they had, I want to call her Maya Rudolph. Is that her name? Maya Rudolph, yes. I was going to call her Maya Angelou. She would have been great if she was still (laughs) around to do it. But she did a great Kamala impression. And she really did. She worked on the smile. That smile that was so perfect. Because it was like, I know you're trying to turn me into the angry Black woman. And I'm yes. so not going there because oh, I so know what you're up to.
0: <laughs> My only fear with her was that she would
1: become the angry Black woman that she deserves to be. But She certainly had every reason to be. Yeah, what a tightrope. Female candidates especially have to walk.
0: And she's got this double whammy of being Black and female. Mm-hmm. So it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: very tight bind that she's in
1: crazy, and all these different nuances of constituencies that she needs to connect with. Boy, I mean, she can't do this. She can't do that. She's on such a tight leash in terms of mannerisms and and expression.
0: I don't think that the debate won or lost either of them any voters. I think she was who we hoped she would be, and he was who his constituency hopes he would
1: be. Right. Well, I do think, though, it may have helped more substantially than a vice presidential debate normally would on account of Biden being in the age range where something could happen to him.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: I think we know her because she's a California senator, but apparently viewership was very high for a, yes, it was. a debate.
0: Yeah. And
1: she got to show herself as camera ready to take over if she needed to. Yes. I thought
0: she was powerful yeah. and had a command of the facts. Right. And was not afraid to get up in his grill. And I loved her opening statement, the greatest failure in the United States history. Right. Failure of leadership in the United States mm-hmm. history. I was, yeah, you go, girl. Mm-hmm. You go, Kamala. She was
1: great. Oh, yeah. I was here alone in my place. <laughs> I was here by myself watching this thing, but I was screaming and rooting like I was at a football game. Like, I
0: was screaming, cut he'd him off. would say
1: something and I'd be like,
0: yes, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> and then he'd go and do his damn thing where he wouldn't stop talking, you know. And I'd like, you white freak, and get off my TV set. Oh, man, I was wrapped up in it. What do you think of this thing where they're trying to get Joe and Kamala to say whether they would support this idea of adding packing the court. more people to the, yeah, well, they call it packing the court, which it really wouldn't be. It would be unpacking the court. I think that's what they should say. I think they say the court is packed now and it's about yes. to be packed more next week. Yeah. So if we were to do that, and we're not saying we would, but if we were, it would be an unpacking process.
0: What I heard about that is that people are very nervous about monkeying around with certain norms. And that the idea of adding seats to the Supreme Court, even though FDR did it, and then mm-hmm. I think he undid
1: it because he, he was couldn't get the of votes. The think, court. Yeah. Oh, was that what it was? I think so. I think in the end he couldn't get the votes he needed. And
0: by the way, Kamala did say you've packed the courts. Oh, you good. Know, she didn't say that's right. She Obama. talked about the
1: all 50 out of 50 yes, that yes. they were all all but one yeah. were white males. But she right.
0: didn't talk about the fact that Mitch McConnell wouldn't let Obamas because Trump is always saying how oh a hundred. 150 seats. He left me 150 seats. That's because Mitch McConnell wouldn't, wouldn't sign off on his right. choices. So right, right, that's right. why there are so many vacancies. One right. thing that I have heard, though, and this is true in the case of Trump, is that what people say, what presidential candidates say on the campaign trail, they end up doing it. It's not a bunch of empty talk, but he's done exactly what he said he would do. Right. Almost right. to the letter. Right. He's overdone what he said he would do, except for the wall. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah i mean he's done the de- destructive things he said he would do he hasn't yes. done anything constructive he has no well no he hasn't done the healthcare. that's Ryan. true no Ryan. you're right
0: you're right about that but he yeah. has done the destructive things
1: yeah he said obama is nihilist the word when you want to just tear everything down he's an obama nihilist
0: you know what he hates about obama
1: that we all love him
0: no it wasn't michael cohen but it was someone like him who had insider information at he said the reason that Trump hates Obama is that, A, he's Black, and that he is eloquent and elegant, and he feels that he's an Ivy Leaguer who looks down his nose at Trump.
1: Oh, right, because he has Even a hang-up about Trump went Trump to from Japan. Queens. Yeah, yes, uh, undergrad. exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, I wonder what this coming week could bring. I mean, we already know that there's not going to be a debate. Trump's not going to debate because he doesn't want to do it virtually. Yeah, that's weird. I wonder what could happen. The only thing that I can think of that would be sufficiently dramatic is if he had a relapse.
1: Yeah, it could happen. Who knows? Yeah,
0: especially considering the way he's been pushing himself since he's been on steroids. Yeah,
1: well, something I read just tonight said he wants to do a live appearance every single day for the rest of the campaign, which would kill him. So go for it. And kill
0: other people. Oh, that's true too. i wanted to go on to this movie that i saw the 40 year old version the directing debut of a woman who also wrote and starred in it rada blank it's a woman who was highlighted as one of those 30 under 30 talented stars of the future Mm -hmm. writing stars of the future Mm -hmm. and her career stalled therefore she's teaching high school kids drama at a certain point, she realizes that what she wants to do is rapping. And she's this amazing rapper. Different parts of her life come together. She has a relationship with this gay man who's her high school friend, which reminded me of you and me. Yes. Uh, although they went to the prom together. And ah. as we know, you and I did not go to the prom.
1: No, we would never Separately have or together. or so <laughs> Oh, no.
0: <laughs> too conventional. I was too rebellious. It's just this woman's journey. She's funny. She's defiant. She's difficult. She has attitude. And yet at times she's humble, but she believes in her work and she believes in herself. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, she feels that she's compromised. And that is a very hard part of the journey that she goes on, where she has to take characters that are authentic and make Mm -hmm. them into somewhat stereotypes. And it's just this kind of big hearted, wonderful film that encompasses so many ideas that I'm getting into trouble just trying to describe it to you. I think it's important. It had a little Spike Lee in it, in Mm -hmm. the directing. And I think it's an important work by a female Black artist. And it's her story. I forgot to mention it. Autobiographical. First time directing, and she does just a bang up job with it.
1: It sounds like she's an unlikely candidate to be into the rap music scene.
0: Very much Especially
1: as a a performer, especially. So what are her characteristics? You know, what are her demographic, uh, ethnic? Well, she's
0: about to turn 40. She is very Zoftig. She's not Angela Bassett at all. She's very curvaceous and not traditionally pretty, Mm. but beautiful Mm. nonetheless. Right. And she just has a megawatt presence. Rada Blank won the Sundance Directing Prize Mm. for her first film wow. and the film itself was nominated for the grand jury prize so she got a lot of mileage out of this one
1: and that's this film yeah oh wow oh well, i'll put it on my list
0: i think you would love it
1: i'll check it out for sure as you know i'm on my reviewing of the entire uh, breaking bad show but i'm so close to being done with that and the cliffhangers just get more and more unbearable um they're done so well dang that show's good Shall I tell you my self-help insight of the week? Because I have one every week. Yes,
0: you do. I know. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> and yet I'm so unhappy. No, just kidding. will <laughs> cut that part out. But only because I want to be. So it's not really bad. Oh, anyway.
0: Okay. As long as
1: it's a choice. <laughs> it's a choice that I've been unaware of. I... I have been practicing just today. I saw a great YouTube by, there's a guy named Paul Gilbert that in the early parts, I think from 2000, maybe to 2010 or a little later, he developed a line of psychology called compassionate focused therapy. And he has these talks on YouTube and he's so great because he talks very much about us humans as the animals that we are and how our brains work. And he he makes it very clear that these neuroses and things that we have, they're not, I mean, in some cases, maybe they are, but to a large degree, they're not a sign that we're fucked up. They're a sign that our brain has adapted to something that has happened and the thing it does might be painful so that's how sometimes people can develop these negative internal voices that sure. criticize you it's not that you have low self esteem you're and you're a, you know you're going to have to work for 20 years to try to raise it it's that your brain is doing something that is self protective it's about it's letting an
0: adaptation
1: it, an adaptation to keep the organism going yeah. so today when i was tempted to fall into some bdd spins i just went oh that's my brain. It's trying to protect me. Fine. It can do it. Go ahead, brain. You can do it. It's okay. Oh. And so I'm learning to disidentify from my own brain.
0: Oh, well, that is cognitive behavior. therapy. Mm-hmm. Yes. It has to do with thinking about how your brain works. Right. And it really helped me.
1: I think After it has the- that in common with with this guy, Paul Gilbert's work, because he says that mindfulness is super, super useful and powerful. Mindfulness meditation, because yeah. it's about observing the brain doing what it's doing. And just the right. act of observing gives you a little bit of distance from it. And then you can have compassion for your brain and what it's trying to do, even though it's painful. You can step away from it and go, oh, that's my brain. it's doing that for a reason. I may or may not understand the exact reason it's doing it, but it's learning not to take what appear to be your thoughts with quotes around your, not to take them so personally. Yeah. That's
0: great. Now, is that the kind of meditation that you practice?
1: Well, I think so. Yeah. I think pretty much all the stuff that's out there now on on mindfulness, if you, there's two apps that are really good for mindfulness meditation. One is called Calm. Yes. And one is called 10% Happier. And I'm sure there are other really good ones too. Uh
0: How did you feel once you had that revelation?
1: About the brain? Yeah. Well, I practiced it today. I mean, what I mean, well, it felt good. It felt like for me, it felt like it took some effort on my part and I'm not big into effort. You mean I like, like
0: o- opening the article under the headline?
1: Yeah, that, that's too much effort.
0: <laughs> yeah, that takes a lot.
1: No, but when it comes to trying to make myself feel better, I can expend a lot of effort. And usually it's effort not well spent. And in fact, it sometimes just drags me down further so so there's something to be said for just letting go and easing up yes so um but so today when the negative thoughts came i just went oh that's my brain that's brain activity now i can focus on what i'm doing oh it's brain activity so i'm gonna make breakfast now oh that's brain activity so i need to go do my uh yoga set now and you know i have a trip coming up tomorrow my trip to the grand canyon so i'll be on the road alone which is good and bad. It's good because I love being on the road alone, but it's bad because it, my thoughts can get a little bit spiral. Uh-huh. But so I'm going to practice it on this trip. If, I, if the negative thoughts come, I'm just going to go, oh yeah, that's my brain. It's doing that because it thinks that that's helpful. Right. That's what
0: I've realized in the last, I'd say two years, that my brain's adaptations are not yeah. serving me well. And that I need to believe other things about myself mm-hmm. rather than the things that I have believed since childhood. It's not always possible, but it really has sustained me. This is through therapy and work, <laughs> right. a lot of work, but it's been first time that I felt relieved from like that negative interject, that, that mm-hmm. negative voice. and I don't know where that came from. I mean, I have an idea, but I had to unthink that to get away from it and integrate other healthier parts of myself.
1: Yeah, I think who and what you identify as is very powerful, and... In my case, in the past, I never questioned it. So I will identify to myself as this beleaguered poor guy who just got a bad hand in life. But damn, he's going to try really hard to make it all good. Uh But probably it's all going to fail because he just doesn't have what he needs. I tried to get better and not do that anymore. But what's helped me more than that is to see that as a false self. That's a false self that I took on as me and it probably served me well at a certain point. So the good news is I don't have to improve. I'm not going from the depressed guy to the happy guy. I'm going from the guy who thinks he's very troubled to the guy who realizes that's not me. The
0: way you describe yourself never occurred to me that you had that inner story.
1: Yeah, it's my family story. I think that's. I think I inherited it. That's the other thing. I'm reading the Adult Children of Alcoholics textbook. It's a big red book, and there was something in there, very brief, about how we take on the PTSD of our parents sometimes.
0: I heard this expression right after I had Catherine. So this must have been 1995. What's
1: repressed in the parent is expressed in the oh, child. Yeah. I love the concept. To me, it feels like, oh, I think I would have an easier time throwing off the yoke of someone else's trauma rather than thinking it was my own and I had to, quote, work through it. You can use the
0: three Cs. You didn't cause it, you can't control it, and you can't cure it. That's it. So there you go. It's kind of liberating,
1: and I don't even have to kill him. I just get to live <laughs> side by side, and when he acts up, I go, oh, God, I see you're in pain again. I'm sorry about that. I hope yeah. I hope that works out for you. Yeah, That's gross. <laughs>
0: Well, I think we're out of time. I guess we better say goodbye for now. I think
1: so. I think so.
0: Goodbye, Boomer friends. Stay safe.
1: Bye, everybody. Have a good week.
0: We'll talk to you again next week. Hang in. We're almost to November 3rd. Almost. Okay. Bye bye.